This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup, just like a front three of Reese, Keane and Frockyar, right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Back down to earth then for Preston North End from the elation of Ewood to a pumped up QPR at Deepdale. At least it wasn't Neil Critchley's old mob. A flat afternoon on home soil followed by the final of a lifetime on Sunday. All that to come. Adam, good afternoon. Yep, good afternoon. How are we? Not too bad. Bit better than you. You've got a chesty cough, you're a bit rough and you've just been offered some burnt toast which you've turned down. Yeah, just the travails of a, a relatively heavy weekend, really. Um, it's just that time of year, isn't it? You, you, tend to, you tend to be constantly drinking, constantly watching darts, constantly eating cheese. Um, and, uh, and yeah, um, I said no to the burnt toast because I just didn't fancy any burnt toast. You were, you were saying that you're not a massive... Burnt toast, man. Or is that my burnt toast? Really, it's quite a quiet taste, isn't it? Yeah, I, uh, burnt white toast is not too bad. Have it in the spells, but not a huge. Wouldn't go for it. Wouldn't purposely burn it. Put it that way. No. So yesterday, did you just get a bit carried away after that final and got a bit giddy? Well, I didn't feel too great yesterday morning. Uh, ah. I felt a little bit rough. Um, after drowning my sorrows after North End's defeat to Queen's Park Rangers. Um, so I felt I felt a little bit rough and I was under no illusions that there was no other option but to go again. Yeah. So um went out for some breakfast, hit the pub, watched the afternoon um darts, and then flipped over seamlessly to the football action and then flipped back over to the darts. So <laughs> all in all, it was a pretty um Wonderful day of sporting action. And what a World <laughs> Cup final we were treated to as well. Unbelievable, weren't it? I don't think I've seen a final that good. Like the flat, yeah. flat, flat spectacle we saw on Saturday. And then just that was just brilliant. Yeah, complete contrast, wasn't it, really? Well, actually, the last sort of a quarter of an hour uh, of real time was a complete contrast. Uh, before that, um, 
you know, the sort of, it went more or less the same way as the game at deep now. One team in complete control. Um, and, and perhaps if North End had a Mbappe type striker, then and maybe he could produce that um, that absolute wisdom that he did, but uh, or wizardry that he did. Uh, but North End just don't seem to have it. But no, yeah, uh, it was an incredible World Cup final. Um, from a purely sporting sort of aspect, it's been it's been a good World Cup, hasn't it? It's been it's been good to watch. Unfortunately, you know, it's been played against a backdrop of. Uh, of human rights abuse and death and all sorts from a, a purely sporting uh, standpoint, it's been more than watchable. Last two tournaments have been a bit well. The Euro 2016 was terrible, and then I didn't really think World Cup 2018 was great. But the matches have been class, to be fair. Yeah, right. I suppose it. I suppose it helps when England do okay. Um, 2016 was a real damp squib, wasn't it? England yeah. being knocked out by Iceland and and all that. And, you know, 2018 was um, was quite good. I'd, I'd, all these World Cups tend to merge into one in a couple of years' time. Like, it will it will always just be known as Qatar 22, won't it? Nobody yeah. will really recall sort of, I don't know, will they recall Kane missing a penalty after scoring one? I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> I'm just thinking about 10 years' time, it'll be Messi's World Cup, Qatar 22, I think. Yeah, get on to North End just quickly. If anybody um, likes to follow our Twitter, I've got to apologise because I had a bit of a nightmare on Saturday morning. I uh, got logged out of both accounts, locked out, so there was nothing from us and still locked out. So hopefully that'll get resolved in the next few days. But heading into it, Adam, what did you, what were you thinking? I think we'd said it was a really good chance for Preston, but I think QPR started really well. And they, to be fair, I think they deserved the points on the day. Yeah, QPR were good. Um, it's just that old adage, isn't it? That not always what you've seen before happens next. Um, yeah. And that was the case. You'd be forgiven for it, you know, weighing up the um, uh, the two teams' travails leading up to the game. And you think this was a comfortable home win, but this is sport. And sport tends to throw up these surprises. But anyone who watched the 90 minutes... Uh, will have concluded that Queen's Park Rangers over good value for the win. Um, I felt that the ground pre-kickoff was just a little bit flat. I think you mentioned it in one of the group chats, didn't you, George? You know, you yeah, had that feel of everybody sort of feeling the cold, feeling the, the bit of rain in the air and just not coming out until until the music played. It was really empty, weren't it? And at like 10 to 3 and then, you know, didn't look too bad come kick-off, but, yeah, there wasn't that, that buzz, was there? No, and on those sort of days, you're just hoping that the spectacle warms you up a little bit. Um, mm. And it didn't, it didn't heat up, literally or metaphorically, uh, which is a shame. <laughs> no. Um, but, yeah, North End just... Um, they just... They just didn't get going. It was a scrappy game, didn't it? Uh, wasn't it? Uh, you know, the referee liked, uh, liked to blow his whistle. Uh, quite a lot. Um, it was stop, start. North End just didn't get any rhythm going. Uh, and we mentioned uh, on last week's uh, chat, didn't we, that North End tends to play well when when Whiteman ticks. Uh, yeah. And, 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 and credit to QPR, um, uh, they were t- tactically spot on 
Um, and they completely sort of negated Ben Whiteman. Similar comments apply to Daniel Johnson. Um, and they controlled the midfield and thus controlled the match. Um, and they scored a particularly scrappy goal. Um, but I suppose when you're in that sort of rut that Rangers were in, um, it only takes a goal like that to sort of ricochet off one of your strikers and in. Um, and that's how it happened. And, um, and, you know, this isn't a bad sign. You look at the league table, and Queen's Park Rangers are pretty high up that table. You know, they started the season particularly well. They've been on a rut. Uh, they've lost the manager. It's clearly a decent squad of players. Um, and they've got a really good tactician in Neil Critchley there. Um, he'll have enjoyed coming to Deepdale after the last time he was here. It was an unhappy time for him. Uh, I think he described it as special, didn't he? Um, really? I'm not saying that. Yeah. Um, well, I, I mean, it will be. Um, yeah. It will have hurt the last time he was here. Uh, and he'll still have that sort of affiliation to Blackpool. So, yeah, um, he got it spot on North. I just couldn't adapt. It was a scrappy stop-start game. And the home forwards becoming a real concern, isn't it? Yeah, that was the frustration that for all their nice play, I thought they looked really sharp, especially Ethan Laird out wide and Rupinam from Villa in the middle. I thought he was classed and not really seen much of him, but he was. we barely got near him all game. And they just, you're right, they just stopped us through the middle of the pitch, you know, from Whiteman to Johnson to Evans. And I think you thought after half an hour, I think we just decided let's try something else. And we just started lumping the ball up and actually started to win a few knockdowns, a few 50-50s. And you don't want to see Preston play like that, but I thought it was quite pragmatic for him to just try something else themselves and started to have a bit of joy of it without creating too many chances, didn't we? Absolutely, yeah. North End, really, on the balance of chances, perhaps deserved more. And, you know, you'd expect Woodburn to score. Uh, he took his chance really well last week at Ewood and you're thinking if he did the same again, it's just level, isn't it? Um, yeah, then, I backed him as uh, well. Thought he was going to score. Yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, he looked composed. He touched him down a shade, didn't it? Yeah, right. ended up on his left, and I thought if he could have just yeah. done exactly what he did last week, he would have scored. But hindsight's a wonderful thing, isn't it? Maybe, maybe he could have lifted it over the keeper and the onrushing marauding shot stopper. Yeah, uh, but it didn't happen. Um, a, a Brad Potts has has more or less had. Um, a, at the same unlucky um, a chance in both halves uh, when the ball comes yeah. over the top it's a first time strike on the volley really unlucky could he have taken a touch I don't know I think if he takes a touch and it sort of uh, comes off his knee and goes out for a goal kick people are, uh, are you know berating Brad yeah. yeah so look it just wasn't to be um, we always knew that injuries would catch up over North End sooner rather than later you can't go too long in this league without your key players and of course Ewood was lovely and we all had that sort of lovely warm feeling about it um, and we were maybe sort of blinded by love a little bit wearing those white and blue rose tinted glasses um, uh, and and we sort of thought that perhaps we could go again but uh, it wasn't to be against a pretty decent side yeah, Pot's chance was so close. I think he, he was on all day, really, that pass. You know, Ledson did it a couple of times because I think they'd really sort of tightened on Alvaro and Pot seemed our only real outlet and he was getting up and down brilliantly and he obviously made a mess of that one in the first half and then I was right behind the second one. It's not far away at all, to be fair. 
But I think you're right. That's when you've got that many out, you need your starting 11 all to perform. And at half time, had he had a full squad available, you'd probably have made a couple of changes, wouldn't you? Or at least five minutes into the second half. But again, I know he gave Cross a day 25 minutes, but you can't really rely on these young lads to come on and turn the game around against QPR, can you? Fair enough, he did, did put them on in the end. Yeah, once you go 1 0 down. Um... Since so many of them games in the last few years, just like, I think when when Alex Neal got sacked, like the last last few months, we just seem to be in one nil defeats like that all the time. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> once you go one nil down, it's almost um, a larger ledger to overcome because you've not got that quality to come off the bench, and that's with all, with all due respect to the young lads, and their time will no doubt come. But uh, at this level, you need that that little bit of inspiration, a little bit of sparkling of quality to come off the bench. And it's it's mental to think in sort of, in weeks gone by, we've had Brown and Johnson on the bench quite a lot this season. Um, and now we just don't have that sort of experience or quality to come off the bench. Um, and you can sympathise a little bit with Lowe uh, in that regard. But the question still remains. It's an absolute mystery how you can go away with more or less um, your full complement of playing staff and come back blighted by like really key men yeah. uh, injured. Um, it's, a, it's a real mystery. But we always go through this time of year. It's literally you can hang your hat on key injuries happening this time of year. It's mental. <laughs> Remember that Villa game where it was like Brown and Callum Woods at centre-back or something? Yeah. Walker and O'Reilly came on. But yeah, none of these lads were injured. I think Hughes is a bit of a concern for me because he keeps picking up these little niggles. I'm not sure what's going on there. Hopefully Brady's not bad because that was our big fear before the summer and he's done well to play this many games so far. But Reese and McCann have obviously played a lot of minutes. Maybe they've just tweaked a muscle or something. We'll try and find out a bit more on Thursday, but he does need a couple. Of, I think McCann and Reese are the two closest. He does need some of these back. Yeah, we could just hope, ideally... Of course, there's no, there's no injuries that are ideal, but um, ideally, in an ideal world, uh, they're not muscle injuries and the contact injuries that, that maybe they've picked up in the St Johnston or, or Leeds game. But um, yeah, um, let's hope they're not too far away. At, he, you mentioned he's pressing and neither uh, that we'd have players back on Boxing Day, at least one or two. Yeah, I think so, hopefully. But he, what he said, he was going to have one back for this one, so I never know, do you? No, of course, he's never going to give too much away because it, it, it sort of hands the initiative to the opposition. But uh, let's hope we get key men back sooner rather than later because we will plummet. 100%. It's a bit bizarre, the home form, isn't it? You know, I know we've spoke about us suiting themes that come at us away from home, but 20th in the home form table, 13 points from 12. Top of the away table, 21 points from 11 games. And it seems such a little thing that could make such a big difference if we can just start drawing a bit more or, or winning at home. Because um, the away thing's the hardest, really, isn't it? Yeah, well, it... It should be. I don't know. Maybe things have changed in the last few years that teams just come and sit back when they're away from home and make it tough. Yeah, well, they have a deep deal, haven't they? Like, uh, it was a staple of Grace's team that we won at, we won at home. And then Alex Neal, it... it tended to be a more away and obviously low it's been crikey it's been almost 
insane how well we've done away in, um, in contrast to at home. But uh, to answer your question, I've absolutely no idea how it improves or uh, yeah, all the reasons behind it really. Um, in a good January, I guess, but. Um, well, yeah, I mean, we're a better team without the ball, aren't we? I think. Yeah. Uh, we we watch the third teams coming, having a go. Ideally, we'd like teams to play out from the back, and we try and press them like we did against Blackburn. So, but one thing for sure, it is a great concern. Um, you can't. It, I find it tough to sort of comprehend that you can sell twelve k season cards. Um, and then just collect only two or three wins at home. It's um, it's alarming because you know yeah you want you want locals to come and watch us at home yeah you know the the sort of uh, away contingent's fine and it it will always be there because they're a loyal a loyal bunch. But you know ideally you need you need your, your home to be at home. Uh, and if it was remotely decent, then we'd be even higher in the table, which right is insane. Up there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so um, it, it is the major concern, um, or it ought to be for Ryan Law at the moment uh, to turn the fortunes around. Because uh, if you can, then there's a real chance, isn't there? Yeah, that's the point, isn't it? Because there's a lot of fans. I know you follow Preston home and away, regardless of how bad we're doing or how good we're doing, but. Some people will probably go to two or three away games a year. So their sort of perception of this team is probably pretty dross. But there's been some brilliant away there's probably been some great away games. But you know, if you're just a casual Vinny fan that comes on every home game and wants to see the team play well, you're probably looking at this season bored, aren't you? But Absolutely, if yeah. you've seen them go and do it away from home at places like Norwich and one at Coventry who are going well. So it's in there, isn't it? It's just Probably this big thing that keeps him up at night, thinking, "How are we going to turn this around?" Because I saw all them tickets, and not that's not great. What's being served up? No, you're right. Yeah, um, it's, um, it's it's important. It changes. I'm sure it will. Yeah, Crossadair signed a new deal. I think we probably expected that, really, given his involvement with the match day squads. You know, have you do you know much of him? I know he's followed the the team home and away. Have you come across him before? Spoke to him after the game on Saturday. He was just like talking to one of my mates, really. He was so down to earth and pretty bizarre to, for, to think a lad like that is uh, coming on for us. But he must be on cloud nine at the minute. Oh, yeah, it'd be special for him. Um, no, I've not really come across him, really. Um, I know Lowe's spoken highly of his, uh, his <laughs> finishing ability. Um, and it's up to sort of when he's on the pitch for the... Uh, the playmakers of the team to try and create chances for him. Um, so, yeah, he ought to be on cloud now because obviously um, I'm led to believe he goes up or he did go home and away before he started playing for the team, uh, which is great. And it's one of those uh, lovely stories. Um, and if he can start to impact it on the pitch, then crikey, um, he'll be a hero in these parts. Yeah, good to see Mikey O'Neill back on the pitch as well. I thought he looked bright last year and had a few injuries and illness and stuff this year and sort of fallen back into the youth team, but got a few minutes on Saturday, which was good to see. What did you make of um, box office 10 minutes from Bambo Diaby at right wing back? Well, you sort of... Um, <laughs> when he comes on, you sort of thinking, 
crikey, is this is this all we've got to come off the bench? But um, there was a little bit of a injection of speed, wasn't it? Uh, it was a box office. Power. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was an incredible chop, wasn't it? Um, <laughs> who knew that he had that in his locker? Um, Did he? Yeah. It, it would have it would have been incredible had he come on and uh, and either scored or or had an impact in an equaliser. Um, it wasn't to me, but it was a little bit of fun, wasn't it? Yeah. He's one of those you want to see do well because you can tell it just means the absolute world to him. But I think maybe alone in January would be a good thing because he's not, he's not in the team, is he, at the minute? And he's on the bench because of people who aren't available. But still quite young for, for a centre-back, to be fair. Probably just needs to get out and get some games and find some confidence because he's been a bit shaky when he's played. Yeah, Jordan Shaw is a good example of that, isn't he? Yeah, uh, to go away, play games, come in and try and, and try and get into the first eleven. Um, yeah, you can't you can't imagine him getting in the team as a sort of um, stalwart at the moment. If everyone's obviously um, available, he might get his chance. Uh, Lindsay looked uh, a little bit. I don't know. It looked like he he picked up one or two knocks in that game. I wouldn't be surprised to see. Um, a news come out of him sort of injured. Uh, I obviously hope not because he's. Uh, oh, was it the slide tackle in the second half where he didn't win yeah, the ball, but he sort of pulled something? Yeah, I don't think he sort of looked um, looked to be moving all that freely. Really, um, no. It might just be me talking nonsense, but he he sort of looked a little bit a little bit um, limited in his movements, even more limited in his movements. Down to seventh, level with QPR in sixth on 34 points. One point behind Norwich, who are on 35. So we're still right in there. Not, no, nothing to be too concerned about, but home form is the main one. And the next home game is on Boxing Day against the bottom of the table. So it's it's a big game that's in it because it's West Brom after that who are, who are starting to pick up. Absolutely. Yeah, look, <laughs> wouldn't be surprised to see us lose to Huddersfield and go beat West Brom now. <laughs> You know that's just and that's just North End, and it's the championship as a whole this season. You know who'd expected Blackburn to go to Norwich and win after uh, after the drubbing that they received last week off us? Um, yeah, look, you'd, you'd expect us to be bottom of the table, but it is at home, um, so you sort of you know you sort of watching from behind the team metaphorically. Um, <laughs> it'd be a good a good um, a good starting point. We said that obviously against QPR, but it'd be a good starting point to get a win at home, sort of remove that that blockage away from Deepdale, um, and then obviously go to West Brom, full of confidence. Uh, a midweek night, which is always good. North End like to perform under the bright white lights. Um, Five pound the ticket as well. Yeah, uh, it'll be it'll be a pretty good away. <laughs> Following most people won't be at work, so uh, it might be a jovial, festive crowd, uh, which is good. I know there's a um, a coach of sixty of us descending on West Bromwich, um, which which um, I would imagine won't be won't be a dry bus. So uh, <laughs> yeah, um, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it, but we should. Um, we we should beat Huddersfield Town, but 
That is famous last words in this most mental of seasons. Aye. 24th, one winning six, four defeats in that time, lowest scorers. And I have to say their manager in the league league game that we played, I don't know if you saw it from the stands, but he's absolutely crazy and mental. That's... Yeah, I've watched a few of his interviews. He he tends to, um, he's got a really interesting accent as as it is, a little bit like a, a little bit like Paul Cook, the former Wigan boss. Who, uh, <laughs> when his when his voice used to go, yeah, it goes sort of high and low, and then he's yeah. speaking like Scottish at times, scouts at others. Um, yeah, Wall so, Street. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he's, he um, was like he was like screaming at his bench, like his staff, whenever something happened that he didn't like. But they were just kind of stood there taking it. So I don't know what that kind of relationship is, but it was bizarre, really, to see. I fancy as on Boxing Day. It's always a good uh, footballing day in calendar, isn't it, as well? Oh, it's brilliant, yeah. Well, it's a great sporting day, but yeah. Um, I absolutely love sort of Christmas Christmas time for football. It's uh, It's got that sort of special feeling about it. Nobody knows the days. Everyone's drunk. Full it's of good. cheese. It's, uh, yeah, well, yeah, covered in cheese. Um, yeah. It's a great time. I, I expect us to win. But you never know. Cheers, mate. Have a good Christmas. Likewise. Merry Christmas. It's the 90th minute and P&E are on the TV. You're watching with all your mates and the McNugget share boxes are open for all. Your pal's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Result. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? At participate in restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com on the McDonald's app. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.